Okay, hi everyone, and welcome to Possibilities. I'm your host, Julia Sotis, and today I have the wonderful Jennifer Kramer Windsor on with me. And um, now, <laughs> what's that? It's Lewis now. Oh, it's it's what? Sorry, say say the full, yeah, say your full Kramer name. Jennifer Kramer Lewis now. <laughs> Sorry, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. Lewis. Yes. Oh, that's right. I, I completely married. forgot. I always had Windsor in my head. It's Jennifer Kramer Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. And today, um, we're going to talk about the tools of access. And um, I would love to talk to, to you, Jennifer, about money, because I think this is, um, uh, I know it's one of your areas of expertise, and I know it's an area that a lot of people struggle with. And so I would kind of love to pick your brain and see what you know, and we can sort of explore different areas of this, this topic. So welcome on the show. Thank you for so much for having me. And yes, I love to talk about money. So many of us have been programmed that money is something that we don't have any expertise in and that we're not even allowed to really talk about money or how much things are worth and how much did you pay for that or, you know, like how much money do you have and where did that come from? It's just, you know, maybe it's a Canadian thing. Maybe it's just how I was raised, but talking about money was something that we didn't do. And so, you know, as an adult, I really had to educate myself so that I could learn to have money. Yeah, exactly. So, so could you just talk a little bit about, you know, your history, Jennifer, you know, the different careers that you've had, um, you know, who are you, where you're from, just let people give people a little bit of insight into the life of, of Jennifer. <laughs> awesome. So uh, like Julia, I am Canadian. Um, I'm from Western Canada. And I started into financial services quite early. One of my first serious jobs was working for a bank. Um, and then I also bought and sold real estate. I've uh, worked as a mortgage broker. So lending money to buy real estate. Um, managing real estate, like basically everything to do with money and real estate. And I grew up in a family where real estate was something that we really did excel in. My grandpa owned a real estate company and um, a bunch of us family members had our real estate licenses and, um, you know, we're helping people buy and sell real estate. And it's something that I super love, like going for a drive on Sunday and looking at land and imagining, you know, how to develop the land and what I do with the land is something that's exciting for me. Um, money hasn't always been something that I had any kind of expertise in. I've had times in my life where I was way less than broke. Um, during the financial crisis, I was working for a bank and then got my pink slip. They were like, nope, you're not working for the bank because the bank's pretty much closed. And um, so I had to go out and re-educate myself on how to have a career uh, using what I already knew. And so I ended up going into real estate management. So I was looking after buildings um, that were owned, uh, but like condos and townhouses. So somebody needs to pay the gardener and make sure that the neighbors don't kill each other because somebody's pounding their base at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, during that time, I actually owned my own townhouse and uh, the market crashed. And so my townhouse was worth $100,000 less than the mortgage that I had on it. 
and um, you know I wasn't planning on moving or doing anything like that um, so I did actually keep it and you know with the tools of access consciousness and you know just becoming more expert about money I've managed to just change my entire life I still actually own that little townhouse and she's worth quite a bit more than the mortgage on her now and uh, my husband and I live in the wine country in Canada, a place called the Okanagan. And we have a beautiful five-bedroom home here that we have a B&B. And uh, a little acreage, a gorgeous little acreage. And, you know, it's the life that I always knew that I could have, but I didn't actually know how to get there. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's actually, I, I, love, I, I love hearing your story and, and sort of, you know, the ups and downs and the, and the history and how you've, you know, used the tools to, to create the life that you've always dreamed of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and who knew, like there were times in my life where I was like, I don't know if I can actually live one more day feeling the way that I live. And, um, you know, the founder, co-founder of Access Consciousness, Dr. Dane here talks about he had a crisis in his life where he was like, you know what, I'm just actually going to put a date on this calendar. And if my life doesn't get better by this date, um, then I'm not interested in living it. And I really was in that place, Julia, where I was like, oh, I actually don't want to be here anymore. But, you know, I don't want to traumatize the EMT people that'll come and find my empty body. Um, but I actually don't even want to be here. And so through these tools, these access consciousness tools, not only have I a life that I absolutely adore, you know, in a really great financial situation for myself, um, you know, it just has changed absolutely everything for me. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, you published an article, I think earlier this year or last year on the words that we're using that actually destroy our ability to create money yeah yeah and, I and we don't of, even realize we're saying them <laughs> totally and, and that that article that you wrote got picked up and and circulated like amazingly I think was it like in the millions of people that that uh, it circulated through is that yeah it went really big it got picked up by newswire and um yeah, it, it went a little nuts. That was so fun. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about the words that we're saying and how they're uh, destroying our ability to, to have money? Yeah. Well, let me think about what they are. They're try, never. Um, well, let's start with try. So okay. when somebody says, well, I'm really going to try to change my financial situation. They're not actually going to do anything because you have to actually make a choice. And with try, you're not actually making a choice, if that right. makes sense. It does. So when you say, oh, well, I'm gonna try that, um, you know, I call them the toe dippers. So when you say you're gonna try something, you're gonna try it for like five minutes, and if you don't actually master it, um, then you are also giving yourself permission to unchoose it. Right. And, you know, so for a level of commitment to show up that shows up in your life as money, um, you know, like the Star Wars film, you know, there is no try. There's do or do not. And so, you know, thinking about your financial situation, say you're like, oh, well, I'm going to try to, 
you know, manage my finances better, or I'm going to try to do this thing or that thing that some experts recommended to me. Yeah. Well, have a look at like, how many times have you tried something and succeeded? And, you know, like, what's the level of commitment that you have when you're trying something? And so one of the things that I recommend that people do is set a goal for yourself of how much money that you're going to have at the end of the month. You know, we all have money, like if you have a job, a day-to-day -day job, or you have regular contracts with your clients, or, you know, you have money that's coming in dribs and drabs, um, or you have money that's coming in in, you know, nice big chunks, so you get paid for a writing contract, or, you know, you have a VIP client that's paying you for a year in advance, or something like that. Um, set a goal for yourself about how much money you're going to have at the end of the month, and you know, for some people, it might be just like, oh, well, I'm not going to be in my overdraft or I'm not yeah. going to have $10,000 on my credit cards at the end of this month like I always do. Yes. You know, maybe give yourself permission to forgive yourself also for sort of like the, you know, the financial foibles of months past or years past or even lifetimes past. What if you're just like, okay, today is the first day that I'm going to give myself permission to have money at the end of the month and you know maybe it's going to be like 500 bucks and the 500 bucks that I have at the end of the month I'm going to take 20% of it and I'm going to buy myself really something amazing hmm. and then maybe I'll take 20% of it and put it away in my having account and then I'll maybe I'll take 20% of it and put it away in account for myself for the future hmm. So I that's what that. I have to say about try. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Gosh, I, I never have considered the idea of not how much money would I like to create this month, but how much money would I like to have at the end of the month? That's just an awesome tool. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next word, <clears throat> excuse me, is never. <laughs> awesome. Let's hear it. I can't wait. So um, there's like an old saying, like never say never. And if you haven't heard that, what I would love to say about money and never is I have a look, you know, I even noticed myself saying it. I, I, um, I have a podcast that I was talking about it, but it was like, I noticed that, well, I saw a four door Porsche and in my mind I thought, God, you know, you have way too much money when you have a four door Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> which is an interesting point of view but it was yeah. a point of view that I had at that moment in time and so if you say to yourself well you know if I had millions of dollars I would never do this thing and so whatever that is it's like I would never um, have a four-door Porsche or I would never have a home that is over this amount of square feet or this amount of bedrooms or you know I wouldn't spend my money this way so what happens when you say never about money is you exclude all the possibilities where you could choose that thing in a certain circumstance. Brilliant. Yeah. And so who knows what the future holds? Maybe you would really have so much money that a four-door Porsche would be like, yeah, I can put all my friends in my four-door Porsche and we can go fast. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And so the next word that I'd love to talk about is budget. 
God, budget is such a bad word. <laughs> oh, budget. I would rather die than have to budget. That's like diet. Yeah. It's like yeah. a money diet. It's a money diet. Yeah. It's got die right in there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. So most people, um, you know, if you're trying to change your financial circumstances, you know, I mean, there's TV shows about it. You know, there's lots of gurus talking about what you need to do. And budget is like the first thing that they want to talk to you about. And, you know, sort of energetically, the word budget means getting by on less. Yeah. So energetically, you're already planning on having less money. Absolutely. And so is that exciting for you to have less money? <laughs> Not for me. And, you know, having a budget isn't what we think it is. Like we've been led to believe that, oh, well, you know, if you can just crunch the numbers hard enough, you know, you can have money and then maybe one day you can have a fun life. Right. And so most of us are like, I don't want to have a budget because I want to have a fun life now. And so what I recommend to people is um, something that I'm pretty good at is playing Tetris with money. And so taking the money that you already have and honoring it and being super excited that you have it and being super grateful that you have it and then asking for more money to show up for the things that you super love. And I don't know if you've done this, Julia, but I've done it so many different times where I said to myself, well, I'm going to that class, or I really want to go to this part of the world, or, you know, I really want to have this experience for myself, or, you know, I mean, even the house that we live in is just a dream home for me. And I didn't actually have a look at how to budget for those things. I asked the universe to, like, basically be my co-conspirator in being able to have those things for myself. And so not budgeting, but having a look at actually how much money it takes to have a really awesome life for yourself. Mm, I love that. I love that. And what if it's $20,000 a month allows you to have the life that you would like to have? You know, you can travel, you can take the classes that you want to take. You can buy the clothes that your money, you know, that your body actually likes, no matter how much they cost. And, you know, we've been so programmed, you know, and I think it's because we've come through so many different lifetimes where there was like famine or, you know, strife, you know, where we actually really did have to try to get by on less. But that's actually not where we're at energetically right now. I think most people have a lot more than their ancestors did. They do. And, you know, I always find it really interesting because, um, and I, I'm not one to, to, you know, encourage debt or having debt, but I see how people, some people react to having debt and it's almost as though they're dying or they're fearing for their lives, you know, with the, with the debt that they have. And it's like, it's as though they're functioning from past lifetimes where debt was a big deal. They would come after your family. They would put you in debtor's prison. They may even kill you if you didn't repay your debt or if you had debt. And, you know, now there's basically no repercussion for having debt except for you lose your borrowing power. Um, but, you know, there are people who file bankruptcy mm. multiple, multiple times in their life and 
there's no true repercussion. There's no jail time. There's nothing. So, um, you know, that is not actually the thing that we, it doesn't really match the way that we fear it or react to it. Yeah. Yeah. So even have a look at that, like the amount of money um, that is sort of an obnoxious amount of money for you to owe, like including your mortgages, including your credit cards or any lines of credit or stuff you've borrowed from your parents or whatever it is. Right. Have a look at that. If it is an obnoxious amount of money and it is a weight on you, um, have a look at that. Like, where do you feel that in your body? And then just maybe ask that part of your body a question like, hey, you know, just for myself, I noticed that, you know, if I have, um, I'm more accustomed to having money than owing money now, but I can just pop back into, you know, a different part of my life and have a visit. And, you know, it's just sort of a swirling in my belly when I owe money. Totally. Yeah. And so if I ask that part of my body, or you can ask it along with me, if you're listening, you know, like, what do I make that mean? And it's sort of like an energy for me of, you know, like not safe. And, totally. you know, what Julia was just saying, like, really, honestly, if you owe people money, is it not safe for you to owe people money? And, you know, without going into the you know, the metaphysics or, you know, going into sort of the, like the counseling or sort of psychology aspect of it. Just have a look at that for yourself. Like how much not safe energy is in your life when you owe people money. And, you know, like you may not be able to genie blink yourself out of owing people money, but you know, what proactive positive steps can you take to start to have a future for yourself that does have money in it. You know, some people are like, oh, well, I don't want to work that hard or, you know, I don't want to have to, you know, go away from home to make the big money or, you know, I mean, think of all the conclusions that you have about bringing in big money. I used to actually have one that I would, you know, like you hear people, oh, he practically killed himself to make that amount of money or, you know, he's working himself to death. You know, all of this programming that, you know, if you have that much money that you have to work so very hard to get it. And what if that's not true either? Totally. <sighs> bringing up a little bit of energy for me here. Julia's like, yeah, I don't want to work that hard either. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and what if it was like, what if you could play that hard? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, can you talk to Jennifer about, about the willingness to be different? I was actually just doing a call with somebody before I hopped on with you, and we were talking about how the times in, I, in my life when I've, when I've made – more money than those around me. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 26 years old and I've been able to create more money than most of the people around me um, at times. And it's like the, it, it's been very uncomfortable for me to be, to be different and to be seen as somebody who has the ability to create money. And, and, uh, you know, just the journey that, that I've been on, um, being willing to create that. And could you talk about the willingness to, to be different and to be seen and to be 
villainized for having money. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What a great question. So many people have that. They're like, okay, well, I can never make any more money than the people in my social circle, or I can never make any more money than the people who are in my family, who are, you know, like the leaders of my family. And what I would love to invite the people listening, and also you, Julia, is that you have your own unique talents, cap capacities, and abilities. And if you know, making money for them um, is sort of an indication of how valuable those talents, capacities, and abilities really are on this planet. Like, look at some amazing leaders like, you know, Tony Robbins or Richard Branson. Um, you know, the work that they're doing in most cases is a complete joy to them and it's a complete joy to the people that they're working for and with. And if other people are judging you or judging them for what it is that they're doing, it's not actually pointing out that you're doing something wrong. In most cases, it's pointing out that you're doing something right that those people would never, ever choose for themselves. Totally. And so, yeah, in Australia, they call it the tall poppy. And um, in Canada, I like to joke that, you know, in Canada, we, we can only have one great one and we've already had one and his name was Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and he, he had to move to the U S to become more famous. And, you know, so what is it that we make being sort of um, famous or infamous? And it, in some cases it has that same energy that having debt has you know, it's like, what do you owe to people when you are standing out? Do you owe it to them to, you know, show them what you do with money? You know, or do you owe it to them to give them your money? Right. And in some cases, that's it. The family is like, okay, well, you know, when you become a millionaire, this is what I want from you. This is what I expect of you. And so that can feel like super freaking heavy. You're like, uh, actually, I don't want to have family vacations with you every four months. <laughs> uh -uh. There is nobody that I like enough to go on a vacation with, except for my family, like my immediate family, my husband and my kids. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've got a really great family. So imagine, you know, there's some people out there who don't even have really great families. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we could just sort of harness that energy of who you would be if you had, you know, in quotes, that much money. Like, would you be a jerk? Would you be a miser? Would you be a Scrooge? Would you be, you know, um, like even there's uh, in England and maybe more sort of like Western United States and Western Canada, they talk, or not Western, Eastern United States and Eastern Canada, they talk about old money and new money. And so the old money is the more, you know, respected. New money is like flashy, like buy a Ferrari. <laughs> right. And so there's so much, <clears throat> pardon me, so much judgment. And you know, so it could be the judgment that makes people feel heavy. You know, you're just aware of the judgment of other people, who they expect you to show up as now, now that you're the 26-year-old woman who's making great money. 
Totally. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I just want to be my normal weird self. And, um, you know, so you can buck against the trends of, you know, what people are expecting you to do and be and have. And knowing you, Julia, you never do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nope>, not me. <laughs> not every day. Not every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. Like, is it dangerous for you to have too much money? Is it dangerous for you to... Um, like there's even cliches like stick your neck out there and you know what could happen if you had you know 10 times as much money um, as the most lucrative month that you've ever had what if that came in wow. and what would it change <sighs> yeah <laughs> you're making me on this is awesome yeah well I can't wait to find out what you're gonna do next <laughs> wow yeah. What would, what would that be like? And let, you know, and, 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 you know, whether you have $500,000 of debt or, you know, you have $5 million in the bank, it's like money is so, it's like, we think that money will do something for us. We think that money will change us, but money can't truly show up until you're already that until money, you, you like your life so much that money wouldn't even change it that much. It would just give you more options, but you love your life so much and you are creating what you'd like to create and money would just add to it, but you wouldn't change who you are now because you have money. If that's the yeah. case, you know, money will never show up. Mm-hmm. And also when you have a look at that, like, who are you? And, you know, like, is money your primary currency of choice? Do you make money the reason why you say yes and money the reason why you say no? And, you know, a lot of people do. So if you do, then, you know, just honor that or recognize that. And a question that you can ask is, if money wasn't my primary currency, if I wasn't allowing money to choose for me, what would I choose? And then just be curious, right. you know, maybe even sit and journal and say, okay, well, he, here's the 25 things that I would choose, you know, right now for me, if money wasn't choosing it for me. Exactly. Brilliant. So for you, Jennifer, what have been, you know, you've talked about so many things that have changed for you, but what's one of your, uh, well, what's one of your favorite tools that you have used from access consciousness to have more ease with money? Yeah. Well, one of the tools that I love that I just sort of alluded to earlier is, is choice creates. And so what choice can I make right now that would create a future that's brighter and lighter and more fun than I ever thought and more profitable nice. than I ever thought possible. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So choice creates. And I remember, um, I remember back in the day, you know, taking classes with Gary and he has sort of a drawl, you know, he lives in Texas now. He wears his like snakeskin cowboy boots. And I remember thinking, Oh, Gary, I remember him saying, you know, just choose, you know, it's just choice. And it was so light for him that it was just choice. And I remember thinking, oh, well, you have millionaire choices. And I don't have millionaire choices. Right. And I'll tell you, yeah. And now using these tools, I have millionaire choices. 
<laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love that story. I've never, never, ever thought of it that way. That is so awesome. Oh, I love it. You have millionaire choices. Oh, it's so true. And it's like, it's like you can, you know, we think that a million dollars is going to do something to us or give us this, as you call it, millionaire choices. But it's not that. It's the willingness to, to be us and to create. Yeah, and to step into the value of what you are and what you bring. You know, right. for so many of us, um, you know, people just want to spend time with us because, you know, we're so no judgment and we're so like a thousand percent possibilities. And what would it be like if you allowed the universe to gift you that the gift financially that you already are to the universe? Wow. I love that question. You know, what if you were like, okay, universe, show me the gift of me. Show me the gift of me with cash. <laughs> and then just be like, oh, I wonder where the cash is. And it could be that, you know, your house is actually worth more than you paid for it. Or, you know, some other beautiful thing in your life is worth more than you paid for it. Or a client could be banging on your door or already sitting in your email inbox saying, hey, you know what? I really want to work with you. Wow. I see the value of you and I would love to give you the cash so that I can work with you so that I can see the value of me. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. I love <laughs> it. Well, thank you so much for being on today. This has been such a fun and refreshing and light conversation. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Well, my pleasure. It's awesome. Um, so if people want to find you, Jennifer, where can they find you? Well, they can find me all over the internet. <laughs> oh, good. You can find me on Facebook at Jennifer Kramer Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, Kramer with a C. And I also have a YouTube channel. I have a bunch of my Audacious Ask TV shows are on Facebook and on YouTube. So we talk about money, we talk about possibilities, and we talk about asking more audaciously. So asking for way more than your fair share to show up in your life and living. Awesome. I love that. And I have a gift. A gift? I have a gift. <laughs> awesome. What's a gift? That's awesome. So I have a 90-minute class, and it's called Unlocking You. And so many of it, like we talked about this earlier, there's a lot of programming that comes in from our ancestors about how much money that we can have and whether or not it's dangerous. And uh, I did a full 90 minute class and it's my gift to you. And so if you pop on over to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash unlocking you, um, there's an audio recording, a video, and um, yeah, you can have a look at it. I actually had a lady from Mexico City that came across this recording. She doesn't even speak English very well. And she said she started to listen to it and it's really changing things for her financially. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, and if you could send me the link, Jennifer, we can actually put that in the uh, description on SoundCloud. We won't have it with the podcast version, but on SoundCloud, we can put this uh, with the class. So yeah, you bet. Uh, be right below in the link if you guys are listening on SoundCloud. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for everyone listening uh, live and in the future. And uh, oh, and Neelam is saying thank you, ladies, with some hearts. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Neelam. So um, thank you so much, Jennifer. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye bye. Right on. Bye, guys. Bye.